Alright, welcome everybody. On a Monday, Trash Talk with Tony Nebraska is underway with yours truly. It's great to have you in here on the show this week. In the call, most of the guys are all here. Eli Bashi, Jay Horn, and Grant Richards. Mike Billica will not be joining us this week, and I don't think he's joining us next week either, as he is in beautiful South Beach, Miami, Florida, for a little bachelor party vacation. Is that correct, Eli? I believe so. Yeah. He texted us last night. He said that, or he asked if he should go to a Miami Marlins game, and I disliked the message, and I thought to myself, yeah, if Mike went to a Miami Marlins game this week, he would be one of... A solid eight people to go see the Marlins play at their own home stadium, <laughs> but that is neither here or there. Uh, safe travels to Mike, have fun in Miami. Although he won't be here, though, we do have some audio messages from Mike that we are going to play throughout the episode today, including this first one. So before we get into the guys who are actually here, let me ask you, Mike. What are your thoughts on the Stanley Cup final matchup between the Canadians and the Tampa Bay Lightning? Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for Hockey Talk with Tony and Mike. Let's go, Mike. Hey, man, I said Habs and Six last week. I didn't lie, Habs and Six. <laughs> and for the Stanley Cup final, I'm going to say it again, Habs and Six. Montreal is going to bring it home. Well, you know, we know where the real home of the Stanley Cup is, but... For now, it's in Montreal. I hated that. <laughs> I hated that. <laughs> I told him last night, I'm like, you got to make some audio clips. Because this is kind of a big episode of Trash Talk. He's got to be part of it somehow. And one of the audio messages I had him record was to talk about the Stanley Cup final. Because, again, Tony and Mike Hockey Talk, that's our thing. That's our little segment to start the show. <laughs> so, yeah, he recorded that last night, sent it to me, and... You heard it here first, Habs and Six according to Mike. I am done making predictions about the Stanley Cup playoffs, especially regarding the Canadians, because they have bit me in the butt and proved me wrong, and a lot of other people in the hockey world wrong. Uh, Three straight series now. (laughs) So I am completely done making predictions regarding the Stanley Cup playoffs. And plus, too, with the Lightning and the Canadians, I do not like either of these teams, so... It's kind of like Clippers-Nets NBA Finals. Like, imagine if we actually got that this year in the NBA. If you recall from previous episodes, I said that would be torture for me because I wouldn't root for anybody. Same scenario here. Don't like the Lightning. Don't like the Canadians. So we'll just be watching. And regardless of the result, I will be very miserable. But Mike has Habs in six. That would be something because the Red Wings swept them last year. And that would technically mean that the Red Wings won the Stanley Cup. But that's neither here or there. Thank you for the hockey talk, Mike, even though he is on an airplane. With that, let's get to people who are actually on the call today. Let's start with Eli Bashi since he has already talked. How are you today, Eli? How does it feel to be done with school? And what else you got going on in your life right now? Feels great to be done with school. Feels great to... uh... The whole past week has been crazy. We'll get into why. Man, I'm uh, I'm looking to get a job pretty soon here. We'll know next week whether that is a done deal. And then I have some other news that I can't share right now, but I will in the near future. 
life's good for Eli, it seems like. <laughs> Life seems Cross good. Cross your fingers, everybody. Cross your fingers. He's got a job interview literally right after this. He's got it. He's got it in the bag. Okay, let's move on to Jay Horn, who literally just woke up maybe five minutes ago. <laughs> How are you today, Jay? How was the weekend? Man, the weekend was busy, <laughs> you know, right at the movie theater. It was pretty packed. Uh, worked a lot of overtime. Uh, what else is new? Oh, so you guys know I did graduate college. I had to do one more summer class. That actually starts today because the first one I had, I, I missed all the work because I was still hyped up about graduating. <laughs> so had to do one more. Uh, that starts today, so, I mean, it's pretty good. But other than that, though, I'm, I'm pretty pretty excited about this week. It's been a good sports week, you know, for me. Oh, it's going to be a fun episode today. Not only just because of the Pistons, but I'm going to try to get some Paul George talk out of you today. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, Jay, you said that you uh, saw Fast and Furious 9 over the weekend. How was that? <laughs> uh, stand here now as a true, you know, Fast and Furious, you know, fanatic, and I, I didn't like the movie. Uh, I think I think Tyrese was in space for, like, 15 minutes. Might be a good thing that Mike isn't here. Because <laughs> that he would go into Fast and Furious 9 because he saw it yesterday. But... Yeah, we don't need to go In Mike's that. words, it was a 1 out of 10. He he almost gave it a 0 out of 10, but he said he gave it a 1 out of 10 for the plot, I believe is what he said. I give mine a 1 because of John Cena, but hey. Oh, boy. Okay. You're done. Thank you, Jay. Good morning. Thanks for coming on to the show. Last but not least, Grant Richards. How are you today, Grant? You told us before you came on, and you told me on, like, Thursday or Friday that you went on a golfing trip this weekend up north. So how was that? And as always, Mike, another audio message. Take it away from me. As always, how did the sports betting go this weekend? <laughs> All right. Um, just first, I wanted to say I love that Mike had an audio message. Yeah, I told him betting. to have it prepared. <laughs> that was great. But uh, the golf trip was wet. Um, but a day of golf wet? is better than wet wet just yes. pure, what did he four say? days of rain i thought I, I thought i didn't know what you said i had to make sure you said wet and i mean wet <laughs> in like the rain way not like oh. the good shot way it was non-stop rain um but i mean i got two days of work off so mm. i'll take rainy golf over work so mm. yeah can't complain there um just recovering today it's it's been rough we're already two coffees down with no end in sight as far as sports betting goes, I think this might have been the first. No, this isn't the first week I switched over to MGM, but uh, Bet M Grant M is <laughs> yeah! dead even. Is dead even for this week. Uh, took the Suns to try and go up ten, or not the Suns, the uh, Hawks last night to try and go up ten, and instead we broke even. So no complaints on my end. Hey. Tony, how was your sports betting week? Oh, thank you for asking. Before I talk about my sports betting weekend, we do have to talk about Bet M Grant M. Because that is a pretty big deal for me and Grant. Grant always used uh, DraftKings, correct? That is correct. Yeah, he always used DraftKings, and I was always using MGM. Grant was always talking about, I got to make a switch over to something other than DraftKings. And I, I was recruiting him. I'm like... 
you could come to MGM. That's the one I've always used. And he did it. It, I, I don't even remember if it was last week or the week before, but he eventually made the switch over, and it's fun, isn't it? All those free bets and parlay boosts. It feels unhealthy. Like It feels like they're losing <laughs> money just handing me these bets and boosts, but, I mean, we haven't really made them pay for it yet, but we'll get there. We're coming up. We just got to get warmed up to the app. You know, like, new home stadium got to take some time let the fans get to know you mm. you know the drill oh yeah for sure i mean mgm is just asking you to spend more money and time on the app making bets and going to the casino too the virtual casino that is but uh oh there goes jay <laughs> but no welcome to bet m grant m it's a good old time and regarding my sports betting it was a lot of fun a lot of fun we had a bounce back week boys the bounce back is complete we had a winning week and it's all thanks to a humongous winning Saturday. Saturday was a big day for me. We had all of my bets hit, including three straight bets, which one of them was a free bet. Thanks, MGM. And then we also had a three-team baseball parlay hit. Lots of money came in on Saturday night. And because of that big day, we were up. I took Sunday off to guarantee a winning week. Bounce back complete. Now let's make it two straight because I am on an ugly trend of win, loss, win, loss, win, loss, win, loss. So this week, I got to make sure that we don't keep that trend going and make it a losing week. So Grant, let's keep it rolling. Let's make it another winning week. Ha ha! Let's go. All right, boys. Good to have everyone on the show today. Let's get right into it. I teased a little bit that this is going to be a big one. Later on in the show, we will try to talk NBA playoffs. That is, if we have time. Um, I told Jay I'll give him maybe five minutes or so to talk about <laughs> Paul George and the Clippers as they are down 3-1 to one and Game 5 is tonight in Phoenix. So, best of luck, Clippers. <laughs> Go Suns! Tony, but- uh, I have a good segue for what I think our first segment is going to be about. Go ahead. Please um- do. Man, you know how much money you could have made if on Tuesday you bet for the Detroit Pistons to get the number one pick in the draft? It's a perfect transition. (laughs) That is a perfect transition. Thank you, Eli. Yeah, we are going to obviously spend a whole lot of time today talking about the Pistons winning the freaking draft lottery. Still feels unreal to say out loud, but... It, in fact, happened. <laughs> the Pistons won the draft lottery, and that's how we are going to start today's show. And depending on how things go, we might spend the entire show talking about this. We will see. But let's just get right into it. Yeah, the Pistons <laughs> won the draft lottery. I still can't believe it, uh, but it happened. The Pistons won the lottery. We have the number one pick, and we're going to get Kate Cunningham. Not a shot at Jalen Green. I really like Jalen Green. I think in a few years from now, there's a chance that Jalen Green is going to have one of the highest points per game in basketball. But I personally prefer Cade Cunningham. And I think a good majority of Piston fans also prefer Cade Cunningham. Don't talk to me about Jalen Green. With all due respect to Jalen Green. And don't talk to me about trading the pick. Especially don't talk to me about trading that first overall pick. It's not happening. Kate Cunningham's going to be a piston. This guy has superstar written all over him. 6'8", playmaking, scoring point guard, who really doesn't have a lot of holes in his game, especially offensively. Last year at Oklahoma State, 
he shot over 40% from the field and from downtown, um, 80% from the free throw line as well, which the stats just show you right there if you haven't watched any tape. He can knock down the three. His step back is deadly, by the way. That step back three is a chef's kiss. Mwah. He can drive inside, get a bucket down low and from mid-range as well. can knock down a free throw if you need one. And, again, this is just a player who's got superstar written all over him. Not a lot that he can't do offensively. And I think a lot of people can agree that Kate Cunningham is the best player in this draft. Because the Pistons won the draft lottery. I'm trying to speak into existence. Like I spoke, us win the lottery into existence. Kate Cunningham to the Pistons. Let's make it happen. So with that, before we go to the guys in the call, Mike Bilica has one more audio message. <laughs> Mike, give us your thoughts on the Pistons win the draft lottery. I still can't believe we won the draft lottery. I mean, it's, it's honestly unbelievable. It's been a week, and it still hasn't settled in for me. It still has not. I mean, I thought we'd get fifth or sixth. We, we were in top four. I was shocked, you know, just being in top four. We keep moving down. I see the team's logos, and I'm like, where's ours? Where's ours? Honestly, expecting that. And, you know, it was like uncharted waters. It just keep going down. It was such a thrill. I'd love to, to live it again, honestly, man. It was amazing. We deserve this. I said it last week. Pistons fans deserve it the most. I'm very happy for all of us. And K to Detroit, man. I'm excited. Let's go. It's time. Thank you, Mike. <laughs> Thank you, Mike. K to Detroit, let's go. Oh, it feels good, though. It feels good to see something actually good happen to a Detroit sports team, and specifically the Pistons, because I think we've talked about this on the show plenty of times before. But, you know, when Troy Weaver took over, you could have made an argument that the Pistons were in one of, if not the worst spots in the entire league. The Pistons were in a really, really bad spot. And now look where we are more than a year later you can make an argument that the Pistons have one of the brightest futures in the NBA we're going to get Cade we've got Killian Sadiq Beef Stew Saban Lee Jeremy Grant Josh Jackson Hamadou Frank Jackson and the list just goes on and on and on there's so much young talent on this team and uh, again in about one year Troy Weaver took the direction of this franchise and just completely flipped it for the better i'm excited every other pistons fan is excited i can't wait i can't wait for it to become official on july 27th 29th whenever the draft is it's going to be uh, another good day here in the city of detroit but with that let's go to the guys in the call i want to start with eli talk to me about your reaction to the draft lottery like what was going through your head as the cards are getting flipped and the Pistons just <laughs> weren't there until we got to number one and simply put how you feeling right now about not only winning the lottery but probably getting Katie Cunningham number one overall yeah I was uh I lost my mind when the Pistons won the lottery I was screaming I was jumping up and down I couldn't believe it when they held up Houston's I thought for sure we were gonna get two but in the back of my in my heart, like, man, when we when we weren't number four, when I saw by the way, last week I believe I predicted that Toronto would move up. I was you correct did. about no, that. No, you were correct about that. I knew. I just knew. I had a feeling. And they moved up, the Cavs moved up, which I was like, why? You know, why for what? Yeah. For what? And then I just I kinda knew, man. I kinda knew we were gonna be number one. 
I don't, Big Ben was there. Like, it just, it seemed so perfect, and it happened, and it was such a good day. I have uh, the whole past week, uh, people have been texting me. All my family members that haven't been invested in the Pistons for years, they've been texting me about the Pistons. I'm like, yeah, guys, no, the Pistons are back. It's time, it's time, man. Like, Cade is going to fit seamlessly on this team. I know that's been a question people have had. It's just going to add another dimension of playmaking and scoring to this team, and he's most likely going to be the number one option. Um, as he should because he has no flaws on offense. He Dude can literally do It's so hard to try to find something he can't do. Uh, he makes such tough shots. He can hit the three. He he did so much with so little in college. He had t- like probably the worst spacing I've ever seen in college basketball, uh, which is saying something because nobody in college basketball can shoot. <laughs> uh, his team was just abysmal, man. They were terrible. I've seen some spacing metrics. Oh, my gosh. It's bad. His team was terrible. But he's coming to a team with decent spacing. Hopefully, you know, Isaiah Stewart can maybe improve his three a, a little bit. Killian can improve his catch and shoot, which was his actually statistically best shot was Killian off a wide open catch and shoot. Um, so hopefully that will get better of course we have Sadiq and Jeremy he's going to be kicking it out to and then he can also get a shot for himself and uh if you've noticed I haven't talked about Jalen Green or Evan Mobley or anyone else because Cade Cunningham is the pick and I'm not gonna just try to make a narrative that doesn't make any sense Cade is going to be a piston and I can't wait and I believe it's a month and a day from today something like that Correct me if I'm wrong, but it's going to be a very good day to just see his his name get called at number one. I'm typing it into my iPad right now. When is the NBA draft 2021? July 29th. I knew it was late July. I just didn't know if it was like the 27th or the 29th or what, but July 29th. Yeah, and today is, at the time of recording this, June 28th. So we are, as you said just about a month away from it actually becoming official. And I'm absolutely with you. I think this whole talk about, well, maybe the Pistons prefer Jalen Green. Maybe they might try to trade the pick. Stop, please. (laughs) It's just not happening. There's no way the Pistons finally get lucky, get the number one pick, and they're just not going to take this player with superstar potential written all over him. I, I just... I don't see it. You know, again, I'm not trying to take shots at Jalen Green because if the Pistons didn't win the lottery, and let's say they were two, three, or even four, I would be all for Jalen Green. And Evan Mobley, too. I'm a big Evan Mobley fan. But, no, it's it's Cade time. <laughs> it, it's Cade time. This is the best player in the draft. We have the number one pick. Everyone has been talking about Cade going number one in this draft for years. And now it's time. He's going to be a Piston. And on that topic, too, I I made a YouTube video about this. Please stop telling Piston fans that Cade doesn't want to play in Detroit. It's just just not factual. It's not. If you want to find out the reasons for that, that I used to back up the argument, be sure to go check out my YouTube channel. Shameless plug, I know, but I had to get it in there. Regardless, it's going to be Cade. 
it's going to be Cade. And I'm right there with you, Eli. When I was watching the draft lottery, I mean, you can you could see my reaction on Twitter. I was just I was getting more fired up by the second seeing the cards get flipped and it wasn't the Pistons. The moment I really knew that we had a shot is when the card for five and six was flipped and it wasn't the Pistons logo. When I saw that we were top four, that's when I said to myself, we <laughs> we might actually get something good here. This might actually be the time we get something lucky. And then obviously, as four got flipped, and it, was, it was Toronto. I'm like, okay, we're top three. Keep on going. Three got flipped. It was Cleveland, which I hate that Cleveland's got a top three pick, but that's neither here or there. I was like, okay, we're top two keep on going and then the Rockets card got flipped and I just lost my mind I teared up a little bit too because when was the last time anything good like that happened to a Detroit sports team here's a short answer for you it's been a long freaking time (laughs) it's been a really really long time and Pistons Twitter is still popping I don't think it's going to go down anytime soon which we should be enjoying this. We absolutely should. Um, Piston fans and Detroit fans in general have been through so much pain and torture <laughs> over the last decade <laughs> plus. So to see things finally turn for the good, not just for the Pistons, but our other teams, it's very, very encouraging. I mean, Tigers have been above 500 since April. Red Wings, obviously, trust the Iser plan. Lions, so far, so good with Brad Holmes. And now the Pistons, as we've talked about. One of the brightest futures in the NBA. We got K freaking Cunningham coming. <laughs> oh, it's, it's good. It's so good. Let's move on to Jay Horn. Uh, Jay, same question to you. What was your reaction watching the draft lottery? And how are you feeling right now about not only winning the lottery, but eventually probably getting K on this team? Well, I was at work. Uh, you know, the movies, guys. And I was making some barbecue sauces, you know, for the chicken tenders. <laughs> and my, my my sister at work, you know, Chinese was like, hey, like, you know, what's that on TV? And I'm like, oh, this is the draft. And I'm like, you know, like a number like three. And I'm like, holy, you know, bleep, bleep, bleep or whatever, you know. And then I see the number one pick. So I start running around in the lobby and stuff like that, screaming, we got the effing pick. And... Yeah, it was pretty cool. Um, I don't know, man. I, I, you know who I want, Tony, but I do want Kate as well. So you still want Jalen Green over Kate? Man, I'm, <laughs> I, I'm not. I'm over it. Like I love Kate. Don't get it twisted. But Jalen Green, the only thing about him that I don't want is that he's gonna come with social media drama, so he can go wherever he's at. But uh, Kate, he's gonna be solid. He would be, like, the number one option, I'm assuming. And I'm excited because, like Eli said, like, I watched his last college game. Like, I was literally on Twitter ranting about how bad his team was. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think if he gets here, we'll be good. And I, I don't even give us a year. I, I say playoff next year, but that's a, another topic for another time. But, yeah, I'm excited for Kate. That is another topic for another time. Um, and we talked about that before on this program Eli do you want to quickly without going too much into it do you want to talk a little bit about that because we've mentioned this on the show before if we get draft lottery luck 
it might not be crazy to expect at least playing next year, right? Oh, it's not crazy at all. We won 20 games when we were literally trying to lose every single game, and we did our hardest to lose every single game. We rested people that were healthy for like 30 games. Jeremy Grant missed like like 25 of the last 30 games with some unknown injury. Same with Mason Plumley, all our all of the vets pretty much. And we just threw the young guys out there and said, "All right, guys, go have fun, but not too much fun." And then we ended up winning 20 games. I mean, if these guys try for a full 82 with all the hype that's going to be there with fans back at LCA and the fans, I believe, are going to show up. Oh, LCA is going to be popping again, man. Man, the hype around this team and with a coach like Dwayne Casey, Dwayne ain't got 10 more years to try to rebuild this team. Yeah. Dwayne only got three more years on his contract. Then he's probably going to retire. He's nearing 70 years old. Um, the, the time is now, man. We are, we are definitely going to go for the playoffs. Jeremy Grant said himself, this is not a three, four-year rebuild. We're trying to do something next year. Cade himself said, I'm going to take whatever team I go to to the playoffs, and I'm going to take them to the second round. You will see me in May. I mean, with a mindset like that, all the hype, you know, young players getting better, Hopefully we stay healthy. It just seems like a recipe for success. And I see I see no way we are one of the five worst teams in the NBA next year. We might not make the play-in if things go wrong health-wise, but we're going to be in the hunt for sure. And if we stay healthy, I'm 100% confident the Pistons will be in the playoffs. I like that, Eli. That made me happy. Jay's happy. <laughs> But, no, again, we've talked about this on the show multiple times. If the Pistons got a little luck in the lottery, I we didn't think it was crazy to start raising expectations a little bit going forward. And now that we're going to get Cade Cunningham on this team, and with everything that Eli just said, yeah, I don't think it's crazy to expect that the expectations get raised a little bit. Um, you know, one of my other friends asked me after the draft lottery, okay, so Tony... What's your honest thoughts about the team next year, assuming that we do get Cade and assuming that the Pistons don't make any big moves? You know, Jeremy's still here, and we still got the main core players that we have now going into next season, if that makes sense. Like, what's your mindset? Is it going to be another tanking year, or is it going to be higher expectations, basically? I said, listen, I think the tanking days are done for this team. I I really do, because of everything that Eli just said. Wouldn't you think so too, Eli? I think definitely. I don't. I I genuinely believe Troy Weaver doesn't expect this team to tank this year, Mm-mm. and he wants to see a competitive team on the floor. We were competitive last year, but we were competitive, and then the last five lost. minutes we just went and we lost on yeah. purpose. Yeah. I think he's gonna expect us to start winning some games, and as he should, because. This team is not as bad as their record. Mm-hmm. And I know you always say teams are as good as their record, but you you know. They are, but... They're not as bad as their record. Yeah. The Pistons could have won more games if they really wanted Pistons to. Pistons could have easily been the 12th seed in the East and been in the hunt with Chicago for a play-in spot last year. If they we lost 20 games? They 
We lost. We won twenty. Fi- yeah. yeah. so we went twenty and fifty-two, I believe. Yeah, yeah th- this team is going to be loaded. Before you go to Grant, though, Tony. Oh. I had a suggestion. Maybe it's a reach, but like, I'm not comparing to Eli, so don't don't do anything. O four Pistons, right? They had one All Star on that team, well, two at the time, who have been to the All Star game. You had Ben Wallace and Rasheed Wallace. And the bench had a whole bunch of, like, you know, blue-collar, you know, people. You know, like Mike James and Darvin Ham and stuff like that. This team is, like, legit 25 and under. If we can somehow, like, keep them, which I don't think it's going to happen for long. If we keep them, this would be one of the best, like, rising teams ever. I guarantee it. Mark my words. No, it goes back to what I said earlier in the show. Troy Weaver, it's remarkable when you think about it, how he was able to take the direction that we were previously in and completely flip it around to where we are right now. It's remarkable. And, you know, that 4 comparison, the thing about that team that everyone here in Detroit loves so much and always brings up is that, you know, the 4 Pistons really – didn't have a superstar in the NBA. I mean, obviously we consider guys like Ben and Rashid, for example, like we consider them to be heroes <laughs> in a way, especially Big Ben after <laughs> after Alpha does get that first overall pick. We need to re-retire Ben Wallace's jersey after that, by the way. I tweeted that on Tuesday night. I'm going to say it again in the pod right now. But um, no, like the 4 Pistons, they didn't have a superstar. But if you look at this Pistons roster next year, assuming that things stay the way that they are, and you look at a starting five potentially of Killian, Cade, or vice versa, whoever you want to start at the point of shooting guard, and then Sadiq, Jeremy, Beef Stew, in that lineup, and Eli, you can correct me here if you think I'm like reaching or anything, but you obviously have a superstar potential player in Cade, and then I think you have at least three more players maybe maybe even four depending on how Killian looks you may have four other guys with at least all-star potential is that a little reach Eli or under understatement um I don't know about I think Sadiq and Isaiah are going to be like cream of the crop role players in the NBA I don't think they ever reach all-star level just because they're not the most athletic guys in the world um, and Isaiah is undersized at his position, but I do think they can be like fourth and fifth options on championship teams. Killian, I think, because of his his craftiness, his uh, ball handling skills, which is only going to get better. His shooting has a well. His shooting's only going to get better. Uh, can't get worse. Um, and then his vision, of course. I think him and Cade have the chance to be a, one of the best backcourts in the NBA because of their size. Killian's a 6'5 with a 6'8 wingspan. Cade's 6'8 with a 7'1, 7-foot wingspan. Oh. That's your point guard and shooting guard. I mean, that's already one of the best defensive backcourts in the league. Mm-hmm. And then when the offense comes around, I think Cade is going to come in the league and he's going to be a good offensive player. Instantly, yeah. If, if Killian, which... I mean, Killian's been in the lab. He's been at the practice facility. Mm-hmm. I've seen videos. People taking tours. People taking tours of the practice facility. Every time I see a video of them, uh, Killian's in the background on the mm-hmm. court working on his shot. 
and it's man for a guy that works that hard you already know the results are going to translate onto the court so I I really do expect and even we already know about Jeremy Grant I mean Jeremy Grant averaged 20 a game this year yeah uh, and now he's going to have Cade to create shots for him he doesn't have to take some of those bad mid- mid-range shots he took the spacing is going to be insane I just hope uh, I hope they stay healthy I hope we don't start Mason Plumley. Oh, because um, I think there is a chance we might start Mason Plumley because he's more of a lob threat than Isaiah. Uh, just because, like I said, Isaiah is not the most athletic guy in the world. Um, but I, I hope we trade Mason for a young lob threat, someone like. Uh, and then we're not going to get this guy, but I've heard Daniel Gafford's name thrown around. He's a beast. <laughs> he's a beast. Yeah, I, I have very high hopes for this team and their development. Who knows? Sky's the limit, man. Before we move into Grant, Eli, correct me if I'm wrong. Are you mentioning that, hmm, Kate and Killian are going to play together? Huh. That's I know it's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I know it's crazy to think about, but two people that are good at playmaking can play with each other. I don't know if Pistons fans know this, but Joe Dumars was a point guard when he got drafted. You know Joe Dumars, the best shooting guard in your franchise's history? Yeah, him and Isaiah Thomas, the one of the best backcourts in NBA history, if not the best. Yeah, they were both point guards. I just, that's crazy, isn't it? How you can have two guys that can create shots and create for others. That's just a wild thought, right? I mean... I get some of the points because I think people are thinking Killian won't be able to shoot, which that could be the case. That's fair. But even so, if you start a lineup of Killian, Cade, Sadiq, Jeremy, Isaiah Stewart, I mean, Killian's probably the worst shooter out of all those guys. Mm-hmm. And then you, you're, you can live with one guy not being able to shoot. Um, and Killian's – but the thing is – Killian's best way to score, his most points per possession last year, was on wide-open catch-and-shoot threes. So I'm not too worried about him catching and shooting. It's just he was taking a lot of tough shots last year, a lot of contested shots. Those step-backs weren't falling. But when he had a clean look, when he was able to square up and get his feet set, the shots looked good, and he's going to get a lot of those playing next to Cade and Cade's going to get a lot of those playing next to Killian because although Killian struggled to score last year one thing he didn't struggle at was drawing attention he would draw in three four guys and kick it out to the open guy and you know let's just pretty much go watch last year's film with Killian Hayes and watch like watch Killian Hayes and Josh Jackson and pretend Josh Jackson is Cade you, you stole my thunder, play. not to interrupt That's... you. I was going to bring that up because of Koo. Shout out to Koo. I don't know if you saw his YouTube video. He did a film breakdown of why Cade and Killian can work together. There was one specific clip that he had where Killian, like, he went to drive inside and I kicked it out to an open Josh Jackson for a three and he bricked it. That's exactly what I was going to say, Eli. I swear to you. Just take Josh Jackson out and put Cade there. That's a bucket. Easily. Yeah, it's going to be... 
it's going to be fun. It's going to be really fun. I mean, look at, like, a team like the Mavericks. I mean, I know Luka wants to have the ball in his hands all the times, but, I mean, look, imagine if they had, like, a real – like, Luka's their point guard, but imagine if they had a real point guard next to him to take some pressure off him. They would be a lot better if Luka didn't have to do everything. So now Killian doesn't have to do everything. Cade mm-hmm. doesn't have to do everything. They take pressure off of each other. Uh-huh. If anything, it's going to make life easier for mm-hmm. each other rather than more difficult. Bingo. So I said last week about the potential of Jalen Suggs. And again, this is before the draft lottery. You know, we were talking about what happens if the Pistons get like the fourth pick. You know, do you take Jalen Suggs or do you maybe trade down or take someone else? My argument for Jalen Suggs last week was that you have a second point guard on the floor that's going to take some pressure off of Killian's shoulders and our new rookie point guard and you can make that same exact argument for Cade as Eli is doing anything else you wanted to add Eli yeah uh, this is really off topic but man James Booknight I don't know if you guys have seen his workouts I have dude, mm-hmm. dude is a bucket yeah um I've seen some Twitter rumblings that Troy Weaver could move around again and try to get multiple first round picks like he did last Dude, year. If we walk away with He's nice. James Booknight. Oh uh, I'm gosh. just going to pass out on camera. He, he, he is scary that, hours. Scary hours. Scary hours for he real. He is to me. James Booknight is going to be the Devin Booker, Donovan Mitchell of this draft. <sighs> He's going to be like that early teens area and or someone's going to just well, someone's someone's, someone's going to take, gonna take him, him if high. yeah someone's going to take him high if Twitter keeps talking the way it is yeah no he's going to be one of those guys that's not consensus top 5 he's going to fall a little bit but yeah. he's going to be one of the best players from this draft I yeah. believe that I like James Booknight a lot and you know again there's some rumblings that he did it last year we obviously know Troy did it last year maneuvering his way into getting three first round picks is talk right now again about the possibility of the Pistons doing that. And if they do, they walk away with Cade and Book Knight. Oh, oh, <laughs> that, that, that would that would be a hell of a night. That would be a hell of a night. It's already going to be a hell of a night with Cade. But if you can add another guy like Book Knight. Oh, all right. Let's move into Grant Richards. Grant, you already know the questions here. What was your reaction when the Pistons won the lottery? And how are you feeling about Kate Cunningham getting here? I mean, as a fan of relatively currently unfortunate sports teams, I didn't expect this. I Every single card that turned all the way down through two was, this will be the Pistons, this will be the Pistons, this will be the Pistons. And just finally seeing it, sitting there with my roommate who is huge basketball fan, lifelong Pistons fan, like just going nuts with him on a Tuesday night was absolutely electric. Um, I don't know. I, I completely never expected the Pistons to get one. Uh, seeing five and six go was an incredible relief. And then just progressively moving down. It was the same thing we've all been saying, like, okay, top three, okay, top two. And then here it is number one. And that was, that was incredible. And as far as Cade goes, I think all the rumblings and like rumors of trading or picking someone else is kind of just what every team does when they have the number one Um, referencing the jets or the Jags this year. Uh, 
everyone kind of knew they were going with Lawrence. I don't think there was ever really a doubt. But you have to take calls and you have to, for whatever reason, just keep people on their toes, like I said last time. And I, I don't think anybody but Cade Cunningham goes number one. Um, but this is a very deep draft. And I'm not saying I'd be okay with anybody else because it's Cade or, like, Cade Cunningham no matter what. But, uh, no, I mean, it would be interesting to see Troy work some magic later in the uh, draft as well and maybe swing for another player. Like, if we get another first-round pick, we absolutely have to make the playoffs this year. Jay just texts us and he says, Wi-Fi cut off. (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, well. We'll see if Jay joins us again, if the Wi-Fi cooperates. But, no, uh, Grant, I think you brought up a really good point, and one of the things that has Piston fans, I think has Piston fans a little concerned on Twitter, is the fact that the Pistons are still having workouts and interviewing other players other than Cade Cunningham, (laughs) you know? And these are players that are, like, projected in the, the lower area of the top 10 and maybe even in the teens as well you brought up a great point grant you still got to do your due diligence with all these players because what if troy does work some magic and he gets another you know pick in the let's say between 50 and 20 area you know he's got to know these players also troy jay's back these gms are not allowed to talk to these guys ever again after they get drafted so this is like you're making this first impression on Mm -hmm. them and then some years down the line free agency comes around something like that you know these guys will remember oh yeah i had a really good interview with the pistons so it's just Mm -hmm. like making a good first impression on the lasting impression on these guys for the future teams have to do this yeah it's not that oh they want these guys over cade no, they just have to make a connection with these guys because this is the only chance they get. Mm-hmm. No, he, Troy has to talk to other players. He can't just talk to Cade, um, and that's what he's doing right now. Some Pistons fans are scared because of that, but this is what Troy should be doing. He should be talking to other players. And as Eli and Grant have mentioned, Though he's talking to other players, that does not mean Troy Weaver is not probably going to go Cade Cunningham number one overall. In fact, Troy went on, I think it was NBA Sirius XM Radio last week, and he mentioned something along the lines of how Cade, I don't know if you saw this, Eli, and others, but Troy mentioned something along the lines of how Cade is what we're trying to build towards. Did you see that, Eli? Yeah, I did. That was actually the first tweet I tweeted on my account. That oh, was I to be forgot about streets. that. Thank you for bringing that up. Because we got to talk about that in a second. I was so bothered by people saying he wasn't going to take Cade or we were yeah. the pick. I was so bothered. I just had to get that video to as many people as possible. Um, and, yeah, no, he pretty much said Cade is a very competitive player. He's He's about everything that we're trying to be about. And, I mean, if you listen to that, it's hard to think he's going to pick anyone else. And if you listen to any expert, it's hard to think that he's going to pick anyone else. Grant brought up another really good point, too. Um, He kind of brought up how, in a way, how this is a good year to have the number one pick. Uh, You know, last year, with all due respect to Anthony Edwards, you know, 
he wasn't the consensus number one guy. There was talk of, well, maybe Minnesota could go James Wiseman or LaMelo Ball. You know, there wasn't a consensus number one guy. But the Pistons, the year that we won the lottery, there is a consensus number one guy. And, oh, it just feels so good. Because <laughs> it would have been so Pistons to win the lottery, and then there just isn't a consensus number one superstar type player. But fact that we're going to get Cade Cunningham, I'm getting excited again. <laughs> oh, man, I'm getting so hyped right now thinking about that. It's a really good point by Grant. Thank you, Grant. Is there anything else that you want to uh, quickly talk about, Grant, maybe regarding Cade coming to Detroit? Yeah, just to uh, touch on the whole they can't necessarily play together. Uh, just as the league kind of progresses, you start seeing, like, threes and fours and sometimes even fives bringing the ball up if you're Nikolai Jokic. But uh, it's becoming a little bit more and more of a slightly positionless league where just because you have, like, just to retouch on the two-point guards thing or two guards with dominant ball-handling skills and playmaking abilities, that doesn't mean they can't play together. Just That just means they can pass to each other. It's not like, it's not like 2K where you're, if you have two-point guards in a lineup, they're going to bench one. You can still do this. You can still kind of work this together. And I don't know why there's doubt. It feels like I'd rather have two playmakers on the court than one. And considering Cade's dominant scoring ability and Killian taking the steps needed to become a dominant scorer, I don't see how this hurts anybody to have both of them on the court at the same time. Especially with the way Dwayne Casey likes to run things. I mean, a couple years ago, we thought Jose Calderon was extremely insurance point guard. Dwayne would throw him out there with Reggie Jackson and Ish Smith. Like, Dwayne Casey is known to play two point guards. I mean, he did it with Corey Joseph and Killian last year. I was just about to say, I'm pretty sure they acquired Corey Joseph for that exact reason. They wanted to play Corey Joseph next to Killian. I'm Mm -hmm. pretty sure to see how Killian would do with another point guard next to him. And yeah. now you're upgrading from Corey Joseph to Kate Cunningham. And Killian has said he likes being off the ball and it because it makes it unpredictable. It doesn't get more unpredictable than having two of the best passers in the league in your backcourt. Last question for Grant, and then if he needs to go back to work, we always appreciate the time as always during a lunch break. Final question for you, Grant. Your thoughts on raising the expectations next year with Kate Cunningham and maybe starting to expect playoffs instead of tanking? I think playoffs can and should be expected next year. I mean, like we've touched on, we won 20 games with basically the entire roster under 25 towards the end of the season and competed, beat some teams that we had no business in beating. And I just feel like with everybody coming back relatively healthy without these mystery injuries that are clearly just kind of attempts to sweeten the pot for our lottery odds. Um, I, I don't think the playoffs should be a dream anymore. They should almost be not, I don't, I wouldn't say expected. I'll give them the benefit of the doubt of, Hey, this is still a really young team. It's a long season, but I think you can say the Pistons should be a playoff team next year. And that kind of basically is expecting it, but if all things go well, 
they should the Pistons should make the playoffs or at least the play-in series uh, beforehand. But yeah, with that, I do got to go to work. So thank you for having me on, and I will catch you guys next Wednesday. Goodbye, Grand Richards. Thank you for your time, as always, during the lunch break. There he goes. Did he say Wednesday? What did he say? Man, a dog for show said Wednesday. (laughs) I wasn't going to say nothing. It's it's Monday, man. It's Monday. He's a little hungover. I'm sick. I don't know if you can tell in the recording. Yeah, I, I, we can we can hear. It. Yeah, I apologize. My sinuses. This weather blows. <laughs> My sinuses are just rocking me this morning. My nose is not okay. <laughs> I apologize. It's a rough Monday here, but we're pushing through. <laughs> we're pushing through. But listen, it it's exciting. It's really exciting times to be a Pistons any trade sports fan right now. Um, Pistons Twitter is still rocking. I mentioned that earlier in the program. It's going to continue to rock until <laughs> until the draft in exactly, uh, pretty much exactly one month from now. I can't wait. I <laughs> I just cannot wait to actually get Kay Cunningham here and make it official because all this trade rumor talk and oh, Jalen Green. I, I I'm I'm done with it already. It's been a week. Hey hey hey, Jay. <sighs> Tony, you know I want Cade. You see my tweets. I know you, you do. You, you but... know what I you know what I think though? This is a hot take, Tony. I know you don't want to hear it. Eli may understand it. I think if they go one and two, I think Jalen Green will probably have the more what's the word I'm looking for? Exciting career out the two. Not saying they both will be like they both won't make like superstar status. I think Jalen Green will have the more exciting career. I don't know who wins more. Obviously K, he's gonna be with us. But does that make sense, Eli, to an extent? Um, to me, I see them as like Cade is gonna be like uh, an all-around like real good polished player on all aspects of the game, and then I look at Jalen Green and I'm thinking like Bradley Beal. Like, okay, offense, offensive-minded, offensive threat. Just okay, get a bucket on you, but then Cade, like I see like leader floor general but also can get a bucket on you and can play defense you could yeah uh and then you gotta think i don't know if you know tony but Jalen green is dating like p diddy's son's ex and i i just i i look into all the metrics of like social media especially with the players <laughs> with the with the players now because they all have social medias and like you know people are always posting these highlight tapes and you know she's dating him i don't need that drama here p diddy's son's ex that's not good. Like, you know, King Combs' son, the rapper. Yeah, she, no, that's, that's not good. Yeah, she's, she's dating. Um, they were dating for like seven years. Yeah, I know this information. And uh, they broke up. And like a month later, she was posting with JG in the, in the bathroom. You know, that's, so. That's not good. As a, as a GM, I, you look at small stuff like that. I don't mean to be like, you know, the Debbie Downer, but you guys get what I'm saying about it. You better have a good bodyguard. That's all I got to say. And yeah, shout out to Eli, man. I Pistons Twitter is rocking with your boy now, man. Good. Yeah, I'm actually glad that you brought that up. We do have to talk about uh, Eli's Twitter account being back really quickly. Uh, I'll just give it to Eli. <laughs> so listen, I put my Twitter account online. If we got number one, number five, or number six, 
Um, you know, and then I started building up my burner account, and then Austin people started all day. saying dumb stuff, and then other people started backing out of their bets. Shout out to Ku didn't shave, <laughs> so you guys can all think <laughs> RJ did. RJ did. Shout out to RJ. RJ's a RJ's real one a real one for that. He man but, shaved his head. But to make up for it, I will be eating some blazing wings from Buffalo Wild Wings on Tony's YouTube channel coming in the near future. Well, we've been talking about doing a blazing wings pod episode for over a year now. <laughs> we were going to do it as a summer soul last year, but I'm going to eat five of them. <sighs> I'm my down camera. I'm going to eat five of them. You guys uh, eat one. Like, I will order, like, ten. You guys all get one. I will eat five of them. Are they bon- boneless or bone bone in? Bone in. I can't eat boneless. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm not. eat boneless. Oh, I'm, I'm, yeah. That's going to be an embarrassment for me. I'll probably have, like, two or three and then die. <laughs> I'm going to say one for me. I like hot food, but hot food does not like me. Oh, it's going to be bad. Oh, the place oh. is not even that hot. You don't understand my taste buds like I do. <laughs> Bubba, Bubba and Devon won't make it. <laughs> so that's going to be a fun episode, but that's a sacrifice we got to make for Eli Gang's Twitter account back. We'll set up a date for that eventually, later down the line. Probably, uh, I would probably say maybe August, because you think about the 4th of July is this weekend. I just found that that's out this great. morning. Yeah. yeah, Eli, you better enjoy this time off of school because it's it's yeah, flying. Yeah, to start working and, and school's going to be things. back soon. Yeah, school's going to be back soon too. Not that I have to worry about that, but oh uh, yeah, but it's flying by. Fourth of July is this weekend. Um, we've got the NBA Finals coming up soon, which is probably going to take us right into the draft. I would imagine. I don't know. Maybe we'll do it in July. Maybe we'll do it in August. The only thing with August is that football talk is going to start soon. And even though the Lions are going to be bad, there is still stuff to talk about with them because it's the NFL and football. We'll see. We'll, we'll figure it out eventually. But sooner rather than later, before the fall, we are going to have a Blazing Wings episode where we eat Blazing Wings on the pod. But boys, let's move into the final topic of the day. We'll make this one quick so we can all get out of here. I did promise if we had time to do a little NBA playoffs talk, speaking about the playoffs. I mainly want to talk about Suns-Clippers because the series is 3-1 in favor of the Suns. Game 5 is tonight in Phoenix. Go Suns. And I want to give Jay time to talk about Paul George because I saw Jay tweeting over the weekend that he was going to have some fun on Monday, a.k.a. this show, (laughs) talking about Paul George and him messing up at the free throw line a little bit. But before I send it off to the other guys, I quickly just want to mention this with regards to the Suns. For all the love we give Devin Booker and Chris Paul and guys like Cameron Payne and Jay Crowder going off, we have to show some love to DeAndre Ayton too. I don't think enough people talk about how much of a beast DeAndre Ayton has been in these playoffs. In Game 4 specifically, 19 points, 22 rebounds, 4 blocks, 1 steal, 41 minutes played, yeah, we got to start showing some more love to DeAndre and He has taken such big steps in these playoffs, and it's been really fun to see. But with that, Jay, Eli, this is your time. Well, I'll go. I'm going to go positive first. You oh, know, okay. You know, uh, Cameron Payne has really grown on me. And oh, Jay, Crow- you. Jay Crowder, too. Yeah, good you know? for you. 
Yeah, but you know, anyway, <laughs> anyway, Suns. go Suns. Yeah. You know, tonight's the night. But you know, you know, last time I saw Paul George, he missed two free throws again. <laughs> uh, you know, he just sucks. You know, I, 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 I've been saying it all year. I said it last year in the bubble. I said if this happens again, I'm gonna lose my mind. And he just keeps. Paul, ooh, Paulette is just making my week. Like this, when he missed in Game Four. I didn't really like. I expected it, but game three was that no? It was, was it game two or three? It was two. It was game two. When like uh, he missed those free throws, I just I lost it. Me and Double G in here were just laughing at that guy. Even Double I G just, was laughing. She doesn't like Paul George. He's, he's just not that. He's not that. You're not that guy, Paul. Okay. Oh. You're, you're not that guy. You can't give yourself a nickname. And then you don't even back it up. No, you can't. That's why everybody hates him. Because he gave himself a nickname that's not true. Ball game. It was sure was ball game. Ball game. For Phoenix. That commercial was against the Pistons for some reason. And I always hated that. Yeah. And if you ever, like, looked at his, like, game winning, like, he hasn't hit, like, a shot that mattered in, like, seven years. Dude, the last time I remember him or eight. like a game winner was against the Heat when he was number 24. In Indiana, yeah. yeah. In before the conference he, finals or something. Yeah, before his leg snapped. Nope. Oh. USA. I like that Paul George. That Paul George was... That Indiana Paul George was nice, man. I'm not going to lie. The number 24 Paul George was Roy Hibbert, Lance Stevenson. David West. George and Hill. Team. Yeah. Team. But then... But. He got cocky, called himself Playoff P. You can't give yourself a nickname. Nobody does that. Nobody. Hey, like, look hey. at Isaiah Stewart didn't give himself Beef Stew. The fans gave him Beef Stew. Regardless yeah, of if you know. like the nickname or not. You can't. Nobody gives themselves a nickname. And then, like, the moniker of the PG-13, if he was actually sweet, that'd be kind of clever. But he's not. And, you know, you got Pandemic P, you know, Paulette, Paulina, you know, stuff like that. You know, I, I Paul George, I can't, I can't wait to get famous, dude. You're the first one I'm making a, a beef with. I, I mark my words. Give me, like, about six more months. We will be boxing in Vegas. You heard it here first, folks. All right. Uh, it's time for me to go. Pandemic <laughs> P. It's time for me to go. <laughs> Anything else that you two gentlemen want to say? I'm good. I'm 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 great. I'm I'm winning in life. I'm like Paul George. Go Pistons. Go Kane. <laughs> go Suns. I'm leaving. Goodbye. For Eli Bashi, Jay Horn, Mike Billica on an airplane at the time of recording this. Uh, did I say Grant Richards? I don't know. I'm sick. My mind's all over the place. Along with Tyler Sawa too. Thank you all for listening. We'll catch you all soon.